0: You're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast.
1: Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hi guys, Roger here. You know, I'm a huge believer in profit centers for your restaurant. You just can't have too many revenue streams besides table and bar service. You may do a brisk takeout business and maybe even delivery, but have you thought about catering? It's a proven way to potentially double your sales. Listen to today's episode with a restaurateur who exploded his business with catering, then created a powerful system for other operators. Enjoy the podcast. Hey there, welcome back to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, engaging topics that help restaurants build their brands, rock their profits, and deliver amazing guest service experiences. I'm always excited to bring my audience new guests that have really unique and powerful products and systems that really will help your operation. So I'm really pleased to introduce uh, Mr. Michael Atias, and he's from a company called Restaurant Catering Software. That's restaurantcateringsoftware.com. Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you today?
0: Man, I'm doing unbelievably well. How are you today?
1: Super. Hey, thanks for being my guest. You know, I was super excited when I came across um, the systems because I'm a huge believer in that. I think you and I share a lot of similar philosophies, which we're going to get into when we dive deep. But let me ask you, Michael, how you first got into the restaurant business.
0: Um, by accident. I couldn't find a job anywhere else in high school. And a friend of mine was a busboy at a restaurant, and they were looking for dishwashers. And I got on um, got on there at 16. It was my first job. And, you know, I worked at that restaurant for four years, worked my way up to bartender and server. And then... Um, there's a place that I worked at in college called Corky's Barbecue. It's a famous barbecue restaurant and um, love that place. Got out of college, just got married, got a job in outside sales, um, cold call selling. Absolutely hated it. After two years, my boss came to me and said, um, you know, you're really not hitting your numbers. Do you need another month to hit your numbers? I said, Nope. I'm probably not going to. You should probably fire me. He gave me a month's severance. He fired me. I took all my stuff in a box in the parking lot. I cried. And I think it was tears of relief. So I just got married, just bought a house. Didn't know what I was going to do, but I love Corky's, love West Tennessee barbecue. And I went to the owner and I said, look, I'll work for you for free to learn the operations. And I'll wait tables to make money because the money was really good there. And, um... I know you're franchising and I'm going to find somebody to back me on our franchise. And in I've got this comment card framed in my office. I wrote one year from today, I will own my own barbecue restaurant signed it dated at eleven six ninety one. in the spring of 92, a gentleman, and his wife came in. I talked him into backing me on one of the first Corky's franchises. They wrote a million dollar check in October um, of 92, we opened the restaurant and ended up doing $3 million a year out of a 104-seat barbecue restaurant, and uh, a third of it, over a million dollars, was in catering.
1: That's a fantastic story, Michael. I love that. you know it's like passion got you into the business. you totally believed in that concept. You started you know like me, I started in the restaurant business in high school, but I had no management experience. I never really managed a place. I was a you know a dishwasher at a country club, and who knew I'd ever be in the restaurant business? same with you. You set a goal and you made it happen. That's awesome.
0: you know there there, there is more opportunity in this country than than you can shake a stick at, truly.
1: That's what it's all about, though, right? I mean, that's the spirit of entrepreneurship right there. So you, um, how long were you running this first Corky's franchise before you started catering? Was that always part of the operation, or did you add that component and then build it?
0: Um, yeah, so
1: great question. So the
0: original Corky's, one of the things that was great about their business model is how much catering they did. They did you know, in our business, we did two thirds drop off and a third was full service. You know, we go out and do a, a, a barbecue buffet. Um, and so it was always part of the model. And because I was, you know, the, the family that owned it, I grew up literally two blocks from the family who started it. I knew their kids um, growing up and the father, but you know, who started the concept became like a, a mentor to me. And, you know, I wasn't super smart. I was just super smart, to follow what he did. And, um, he went after catering was a very big part. And, you know, what, what I love about the catering business, you know, the restaurant business is very geographic dependent. So, you know, you open up a restaurant, you know, you're going to draw from one, two, three miles away from your restaurant. And there's not a lot that you can do to influence that. Now, if you're an institution or you're a tourist attraction, but you know, it's like saying, okay, well, if you're Michael Jordan, you're going to, you're going to make, you know, gazillion dollars as a pro athlete, but, you know, what percentage of restaurants fit that bill? Very few. So you're geographically limited by how many people can come eat lunch or, or get takeout from you. Um, and then you, you have what I call the ABC neighborhoods. You know, when I started off, we had a really good location. But as development happened, we had, you know, we probably went from having a handful of competitors to 100 competitors. Now, those aren't the exact numbers, but literally probably 20x when I started in the business. By the time I sold out my interest in the restaurant 14 years later, you know, malls develop, shopping centers, areas develop. So there's more options. Um, And then we all know about places that used to be hot and then they're not. There's a place in Nashville called Hickory Hollow Mall, and it was just a good, we'll just call it a blue collar mall that had good restaurants and did real well, well, that whole part of town just went downhill. Well, what are you going to do when you're in a B location that turns C? You're sort of screwed. What I love about business catering is pretty much business to business sales is you're not geographically located. We would drive up to two hours to do an event. So oftentimes we would drive to North Alabama and cater a thousand person event. Well, you know, that's because i would proactively market the catering services you know we could we could drop off stuff downtown nashville where those people would never drive you know 20 minutes for lunch to eat with us you know if they had 30 people for lunch they'd want our food brought
1: in that's beautiful. You know, I'm going to add something to what you just said, but I want to touch back on what you just said. So I never had the opportunity in my restaurants to do catering, primarily because I was a winter seasonal place only. But I did a sizable private function business, and I had the space and the time to do it. And the beauty of that is similar with or the same as catering is like you knew in advance how many people you're serving. The price per person is set, and then the bill is paid even if there are any no-shows. Is that true?
0: Yeah, so with us, I mean it's it's very similar, but um, the way it worked with us is we would have a thousand to three thousand dollars on the register before we unlock the doors. So, you know, you've got these offices that have booked this. It doesn't really matter what my dining room does. I'm using my staff that's in there prepping anyway because yeah. catering goes out the door before you open. And the and the and the secondary benefit of catering is, look. You go to a Cisco food show, U.S. food show. You go to Costco or Sam's Club on the weekend. What are they all doing? They're sampling food. And so, you know, food, you know, giving someone a a sample of your food is the best marketing you can do. So now, if I come to your office and I feed 20 people for a meeting, you have just paid me for the privilege of marketing my food better than radio, better than TV, better than Facebook ad. Better than paperclip. It's it's put up or shut up. If the food's great, they're going to go, man, where did you get this yes, barbecue?
1: Yes, love it. So that's like capturing lightning in a bottle right there. That's one of my favorite phrases, but that's what essential you're doing. That is that is just fantastic. So you mentioned a lot of competition, but this was sort of a competitive advantage outside of that competition. Am I hearing you correctly?
0: Um, absolutely, because... You know, if you know, I've worked with literally thousands and thousands of restaurant over owners over the last twenty years. That's how long I've been teaching restaurant owners how to get into catering and market themselves. And the ones that are proactive and willing to go hustle are the ones that are successful. I mean, I just got off of a a, a consult call with a prospective software client, and they're doing. um 50 to 60,000 a month in catering alone. They're doing half their sales and he goes, "We want to make it where the dining room doesn't even matter." And mm-hmm. they'll get there because, you know, they're in the right place. They're out there hustling it, you know, they're 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 paying for lead generation and they're they're doing the right things. So, if you're proactive, you can make that happen. You know, you're not going to make it happen by taking out an ad in the business journal or, you know, radio commercials you know, uh, catering is very, very, very highly targeted. So if I can find out who orders catering in a market, well, then I can offer them a free sample luncheon for 10 people. Let me show you what I can do, not tell you what I can do and, you know, ask for the first order and and hopefully do such a good job that I've earned a right to be on their rotation. Now, That doesn't work if your food and service suck, right? Of course, yes. We've all all experienced bad food and service and people say, well, I've done that and it doesn't work. But if they really are really critical and self-analytical, they're going to say, you know, I need to fix myself before I go out there and put myself on the market. Um, And very few people are that will do that. And then we know of people that, you know, they just – Everything they hit on all cylinders and they're going to be successful because it's the food, it's the service. You know, they send somebody out that represents the brand well. The guy doesn't have flour on his jacket, doesn't smell like cigarette smoke, doesn't have tattoo sleeve um, showing, um, doesn't have more body piercings than your grandmother. I mean, you know, just really basic, you know, food and service um, ideologies.
1: You know, you're really speaking my language because, again, when I ran restaurants, I was not about spending on traditional advertising, print, radio, TV. To me, that was just a shotgun approach. And now you're talking about this really powerful form of marketing that I call internal marketing that really uses your product and your staff to speak for itself. And that opens up doors to all this new opportunity. I mean, that is just, bam, wow, that's great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So let's go... Uh now so you've got this hundred and four seat restaurant and then you you know, you really maximize the catering side of the operation. So what was your transition like to say, hey, I can I've got this system that really works well in this restaurant. It'll work for any operation. I'm gonna put the pieces together. What was your Eureka moment that led to the catering system that we're gonna talk about?
0: Well, I think there's a there's a step that came before that. So exactly I mean almost twenty years and And one month ago, um there well, I started studying direct mail and direct marketing from the likes of Jay Abraham and Dan Kennedy, and I immersed myself because you know I did not like mass media, you know ad reps would come in there and promise you, "Hey, you buy an ad in my publication, I'm gonna drive sales, and it was either buy one get one free, which you know attracted coupon crack addicts and not the kind of people you wanted to attract or. You know, it just didn't work and you couldn't put your finger on it and, and see an ROI. So I started learning about that and and had some very good case studies on how to build the dining room with birthday programs and how to build catering sales with direct mail and um, direct marketing. And um, I remember there was the National Barbecue Association was having their conference and I volunteered to give a speech about what we were doing that was unique And I remember from, you know, my, my years in business that, you know, anytime I'd gone to a seminar, there was somebody in the back of the room selling a three ring binder and um, tapes or a book or something. So I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to put together a three ring binder and I'm going to put in all my ad examples and I'm going to give them a couple of audio tapes. I mean, that tells you how dated it is, audio tapes. Right, right. And I put together the program, I think it was called Goldmine Marketing. I don't even remember what it was called or where it is anymore. But it was $99, and I gave a, you know, I was a, excuse my French, I was a half-assed speaker, but the information was first class, and people hung on my every word. I sold 25% of the room. I walked out of there with $1,100 in my pocket, and I said, wow, that's a lot better than building, you know, selling barbecue sandwiches. So I started a little side business, putting together educational um, uh, materials, and then I, I got into coaching and newsletters, and a friend of mine who had a restaurant marketing consulting business and a good following, he said, "Hey, a lot of my clients want to know how to build the catering sales. I know you know how to do this. Would you put together a program for my boot camp and and uh, present it and sell it?" And um, that was uh, called the Catering Magic System. We sold, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of that course over the years. And that put me on the map as the guru for restaurant catering and corporate drop-off catering, and um, you know built a nice little side. I think they call it now a side hustle, a nice little side yeah, hustle doing sure. that. And uh, when I sold my restaurant ten years ago, I've, I had the idea for the software back in college, um, because everything was done with pen and paper. Um, and, it's and um, you know, why is it that every time a customer calls, you have to ask them their contact information, their address or a credit card number? Why is it the manager has to sit there through 20 catering tickets and add up how much barbecue, how much beans, how many brownies to go out? You know, if I knew how to program back then, I could have written a simple d Base program to do that. So when I sold my restaurant, um, I built a software company because there was not software for the corporate drop-off slash restaurant catering market because it's a different animal than if you're booking a wedding or a big social event. So, um, you know, when we first started it, it was great. But in hindsight, it's, you know, we built a tricycle and now we're, we're, we're selling a Tesla. You know, there's so much that we've integrated in our solution from a sales, marketing, lead generation standpoint. And now, you know, we help people design menus, marketing materials, websites. Everything to help them save time, make more money, and make more sales and catering.
1: That is a great, great story. So I love that you refer to this as a system. You know, I use that word all the time because they say you've got a system if you can walk away from your operation for a day, a week, or a month. And when you come back, it's just as profitable, if not more so, just, you know, or more successful than when you left. And you clearly have done that. You've invented this incredible, you know, software that sort of runs everything for you. So I really want to get into that. So you built a $1 million plus catering operation originally out of a 104 seat restaurant. And then you developed the software. So how does the software work? How do you onboard a client? Is it all turnkey? Walk us through the whole autopilot marketing as you describe it.
0: Well, autopilot's one subsection. So let's let's. Let's take this as a journey. Okay. You know, it, It's almost like we're selling a franchise, but we're not charging 50 grand and 5%. So the first thing, you know, we've got two types of clients. Client A is, hey, I'm doing a little bit of catering. I know there's money in it. I want to know how to do more. And then we've got the other one who's doing a ton of catering and they're using Excel spreadsheets, um, QuickBooks or pen and paper to run their business. And they realize that they just can't keep up. Sure. And they need better systems. And let's face it, today's... Cons- Corporate catering buyer is a professional. They want to work with professionals. They they expect you to show up and communicate like you're a professional. So let's talk about I want to get in the catering business and what do you do? So the first thing we do is we start at the beginning, which is help them develop a corporate catering menu. Um, and we actually engineer the menu based on what they're selling, what makes sense. We help them come up with three at least three packages: a good, better, best low, mid, high price point. And so we do everything to fit their brand. So a lot of times people can't afford a branding agency and we have literally hundreds and hundreds of templates that we've created over the years. So you can pick something that you like and then we'll customize it to that. Um, so, you know, you can't sell catering without a catering menu. Then the next step is where do you go from there? The advantage restaurants have is that they... Um, they have a captive audience, the people who eat with them. But how are they going to know that you order catering? And then, you know, it's four walls marketing: table tents, washroom signs, yeah. flyers at the hostess stand, right. flyers on the takeout takeout stand. You know, those types of things. We create that as well for them. Um, then the next thing we do is we do catering lead generation websites because if you look at most people's website, catering is the tab, and maybe there's a couple of lines about. You know, hey, we cater from ten to ten thousand. Call us, very generic. So we build yes. those out. Okay. So the next thing is, okay, we we've hit that low-hanging fruit. You're going to pick up some catering in spite of yourself from your customers that say, oh, I've got a birthday coming up this week that I need to cater, um, or I've got something at the office. But then, how do you get how do you get proactive? So we created the sales tempo um, uh, selling system. And it's like a machine, you know, the first part, and and this is a key in any kind of marketing endeavor is the qualified person. So you cannot rent a list of people who order catering, but you can rent rent a list of businesses that fit the profile. And then you have to have somebody, whether you outsource it or you do it in-house, you have to have somebody call and find out who orders catering at the company, how often and for how many people. If that fits your criteria of of an ideal corporate catering customer, that's great. Now, you're going to have to go through a lot of names to come up with the good ones. You might have to call 10 companies to get one good name. might have to call 20, but that's okay. Sure. You want to go long and deep. It's not the old yeah. days. You know, as I told someone before, um, la- I think last week I was having this conversation, back in the 1900s, you know, your your whole distraction – And your whole media was uh, the Sears catalog got delivered to your house. Today, between your iPhone, your email, you know, um, all the cable channels, Netflix interruptions, you've got so much on your radar screen that it's got to take a lot to cut through the clutter. So you need eight to 11 touch points to get in front of somebody. You can't just. Pick up the phone call call someone two or three times and think that you're going to get anywhere it's it's so what you want to do is you want to find that person who orders catering. so if I know you order catering on a regular right. basis, I want to do everything to get in front of you, and my goal is to bring you a sample luncheon
1: absolutely for,
0: t- for eight or ten people because I want to show you what I you know, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do I'm going to show you what it looks like, I'm going to set it up. I'm going to let you experience what it's like to be one of our clients. Now, what's cool about our software, because we have the ability to create proposals and orders, and we even have a a module that routes deliveries, we are putting them through the experience of being a a customer. So um, they actually – experience what it's like to be a customer before they're a customer so they see a sample proposal they see a confirmation on the order now it's all zero dollars and they're communicated through the delivery um uh app um and know that the person's on the way with the delivery so you're pre-selling them before you walk in you walk in you give them great food and service and then you have to ask for the sale um the first sale and then you got to knock their socks off and then ask and work on getting repeat business, and then you just replicate that. So what our system does is you take the names, you put them in the software of the qualified catering decision makers, and then step number two is um, we will fire off three postcards two weeks apart um, offering the free lunch for the office. They're very powerful, well-written, proven postcards, and you're going to get a certain percentage of people will book, so you never even have to pick up the phone. Then the people who didn't, which is going to be the majority of people, you might have 90% of the people who don't respond to the three postcards, Will um, you'll call them. And now when you're calling somebody after a postcard, it's a warm call. It's not a cold call. And oftentimes people have been meaning to call you. They just haven't gotten around to it. Um, even if they're not interested, you take their email address, you put it in, the, in our CRM, and you email everybody once a month, and you stay in front of them. So... Um, the next step after that, it, you might try for a week to call them. And if you don't get hold of them, you try to connect on LinkedIn. What's LinkedIn? It's Facebook, of business. Maybe that's the way we get hold of them. And then the last step is they end up on a map and you do what's called a cookie drop where you show up at 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon with a tray of desserts um, and ask for the catering decision maker. Because I can tell you in every office in America at 2.30 in the afternoon, they want sugar and they want caffeine. So Absolutely. you're going to be welcome. Yes. And so that's the whole process. You know, it's probably you're courting that prospect for two to three months because, you know, if I call you today and you've got bad news today, you're not going to talk to me. What if I try calling you five times this week and you're on vacation and I don't know you're on vacation? I give up. So people give up way too soon. And so our system prompts them what to do when and it's it's like you know you just follow the system That's so it's it. a
1: template uh, from start to finish now you must have a really high well it's not it's not a template it's a system right
0: and it's built into the software uh-huh. so it cues you every day what you're supposed to be doing oh beautiful beautiful
1: so I was gonna say your hit rate must be really huge once you actually serve those um, those free lunches and show them what you can do and all that kind of stuff right um,
0: you yeah, know it, it depends there, you know, a lot of people say, well, am I going to be successful? Can you guarantee me everything and go, I can't give you a number because some people yeah. might get half the people to give them an order and some of them might get none of them. Again, if you suck, it doesn't matter what I give you. Right. Right. It's so it's approach. the people that, that know how to execute that are going to do a better job of scaling their businesses because they're out there and they're doing, you know, four sample lunches that turn into one regular customer that's worth, uh-huh. you know, 5,000 a year. And, you know, at the end of the year, you get a five thousand dollar year customer times fifty years. You've you've built up a quarter of a million dollars worth of mm-hmm. residual business. But again, you've got to be doing all the right things, and you've it's like going to the gym. You got to do it every week. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to follow the system for two day for two yeah. weeks, and yeah. I'm hot and bothered. And it's oh well, yeah. the dishwasher didn't show up. I can't follow this. So, I I will tell you that I've worked with a lot of organizations. The organizations that either have an owner that has sold in a previous life or invest in hiring a catering salesperson are the ones that see the biggest traction. You know, even in my business, you know, I bootstrap my business after I sold my my restaurant. And when you can get to the point where you can hire the right salesperson, they take you from zero to 60 really quickly. And, you know, you might break even the first year, right? You might not make money on that salesperson. But year two, they've paid for themselves off that business and everything they bring in is gravy. And so you've got to think about it as an investment because catering allows you to double your profits. If, if you know, if you buy into the number that the average restaurant owner, after they pay themselves a fair salary, takes five cents to the bottom line, which is probably true, you know, if you average it out, I hope you increase your sales by 10 percent, half of that through catering, half a catering goes straight to the bottom line, so that's another five percent. So you've doubled your profits. Let me ask you: Could you go out? Let's say that you invested fifty, sixty thousand in a catering initiative, and that would be somebody very aggressive who's doing it, you know, balls to the wall. If you invested fifty, sixty thousand dollars, could you invest fifty, sixty thousand dollars in a second location to make double the profits? For that, the answer is no you couldn't build a kitchen for 50,000. So catering allows you to, it's almost like you were adding a second location and you're not on the hook for more managers, more debt, more, you know, more real estate, more headaches. It's like, Hey, we're just going to figure out how to crank more out of what
1: we got. God, are you hearing this, folks? I mean, this is, we're talking about a new profit center for your operation that'll double your sales without starting another location. That is just, I love the way you put that. That made it crystal clear for everyone listening. Why wouldn't you want to do this?
0: Exactly. So, you know, that's what we do to help people build sales. And then we also have other templates to go after niches. So once you feel comfortable going after, you know, we'll call it the corporate drop-off. There's niches like CPA firms during tax season. There's graduation parties. There's Black Friday. There's corporate picnics, holiday parties, and it, it's it's the same methodology, but you're just going after it as a niche as opposed to a broad brush stroke. Um, so that's that's what we do on the sales and marketing side. On the software side, we have online ordering. Corporate decision makers to place their own orders. We have. Um, the ability to create proposals, create um, orders, kit all sorts of reports from tickets to delivery directions to per, uh, kitchen production planning. We have, um, in fact, the, the kitchen production reports, not only can you print them in paper, but they're on tablet. So you can put an Android in the kitchen and literally the kitchen could just hit what they need to prep, and it changes from one color to another. It's got the totals at the bottom for the day. Um, and if a new order comes in, it just updates the report. You don't have to print a different piece of paper and try to figure out where you were. Um, we have the ability to route all your deliveries, assign them to drivers, and the drivers can manage them from their smartphone and communicate with the customer. Um, and then you know, lots of follow-up systems like um, email marketing, the ability to pull up call lists of inactive customers, people are having birthdays. We have direct mail programs like thank you letters, loyalty programs, birthday letters. Um, we even have a marketing calendar reminder system. So, you know, we teach so much marketing as part of what we do. It's, it's, it's inbred in our company that we give you a calendar that you can set reminders. Hey, first of the month, I need to call in active customers. 15th of the month, I need to, uh, queue up my email for the, for the next month. Um, So whatever you need to be reminded of throughout the year, you can create a marketing calendar in our system. We give you a lot of it, but you can add or subtract what you want.
1: Fantastic. So what I'm hearing is, um, well, like like me, you sold your restaurant for top dollar because you put these systems in place. So would you consider this catering system an exit strategy?
0: Yes, because I forgot where I read it, but a business... That is sold with systems sells for a lot. I forgot what the numbers were. Sells for a lot more than just a business that makes money. Of course. Because yeah. because you know it's if I'm going to come in if I'm going to come in and buy your restaurant and you say hey um, I do quarter of a million dollars in catering well great I I can see it on your P and L but prove it to me oh, what? I can pull up the report and see every inv- individual catering order over the last three years in the software. I can see the customers. I can see inactive customers. I can see, oh, and you've given me a system to manage it, and it's idiot-proof. That's worth a hell of a lot more than, hey, yeah, we've got all this catering business, and here's here's a bunch of file folders of old orders. Because a business that has systems is far more valuable. And you know like a catering system, it's one thing to say, hey, on my P&L, it says, I've done all this catering and here's a bunch of file folders of other caterings but when you can see it on a computer you can see their database you can see the methodologies you can see who's ordered what when it's just it makes me feel more comfortable about buying that from you and knowing that it's replicable right not just well how do I know that this is happening you know you could put anything on your on your P&L
1: absolutely so true so it just brings it all to life and you know anyone can walk in there and if it's a system if you got great people in place that have your back and run your your business while you're not even there then you truly have a system so i think this is a huge component for not only another profit center but if you ever want to sell in the future it just makes your business that much more valuable that's that's just great now you have free demo videos um how can my audience find these i mean why wouldn't anyone want to go try your demo video
0: well, I think let, let's take a step back. I think two things that I would recommend that everybody do. Number one is I've written a book called Cater or Die. Mm-hmm. Um, I just came out with the second edition. Um, it is a primer, so everything we've talked about today is just sort of spelled out A through Z, and it, it you know in a much better sense than you know I could I could talk about in the short amount of time we have here. So. They can either go to Amazon and buy the book, or if they want to go to my website, restaurantcateringsoftware.com, just click on the on the link for Cater or Die. Sign up for the book, and you'll get the book. Um, we also offer a 30-day free trial of our software. But unlike other software where you have to enter the menu and the database and do all the setup, we've preloaded it with dummy data, dummy graphics And there's like 14 training videos that are really short and sweet. So if you want to know what it's like to create a proposal, an order, uh, put together a kitchen production report, you literally can click, click, click and know what it's like to use the software. Now, the marketing things we can't give you because we have to do setup on those. You know, I can't do the sales tempo postcards because we have to actually design them for your brand and set them up. But the software itself. But Mm -hmm. I would tell everybody, read a copy of the book. And um, um, sign up for a 30 day trial of the software. There's a lot of stuff that you can do. So, you know, the two people that are listening, you either want to get into catering and do a lot of catering and we can help you, or you're doing a lot of catering and you just want to have it more systematized and have um, better methodologies for running your business and um, dealing with your customers. And, like you said, you know, the fact that You literally could go away for a week and it's running or, you know what, it's web-based. So you could be in the south of France and pull up your laptop and you can know everything that's going on. And then if you feel you need to call somebody and say, hey, I see we've got an event for 500 people on Saturday. Would you mind sharing your your game plan for how you're going to execute this? Um, And then, you know, you can have that conversation with your ops person or your catering manager or or whomever.
1: Fantastic. That's wonderful. Anything else you want to share, Michael, that we might have missed today?
0: Um, I feel like I talked a mile a minute and, and threw everything in. I will tell you the one thing um, that I notice between the successful and the not, non-successful are the um, excuse makers and the action takers. Um, I have no place in my life, nor do I care to work with people who are excuse driven. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, literally, you know, once or twice a week, I'll talk to somebody who calls me up their They're going to go out of business if they don't change what they're doing. They've invested half a million, three quarters of a million, a million dollars, and they will not get up off their tail and go after building catering because it's the only thing that they can actually move the needle on. And they have excuse after excuse or they're just chintzy. It's like, look, you've invested all this money in your restaurant and you're not going to invest a little to, 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 to save your family's investment. So that's number one. Um, and the action takers, those are the ones I love. There's a guy down in Miami, Florida, client that comes to mind, he, he came from an IT background, not a salesperson. You know, he was just a backyard barbecue hobbyist who turned it into a catering company. And literally, it took me a year to get him as a client. I mean, he'd call me and ask me questions and do demos. And finally, they decided to take the plunge. And he follows the system to a T. He's, he is like because he's a systems guy from software, he understands the value of the system. He's not a salesperson. He he knows nothing about sales and marketing naturally, but he followed the system. So if you can take a guy that doesn't know anything about sales and marketing and you can plug him into the system, that's why I say we're like a franchise. Yes. And he does it. So he followed what I told him and he was able, you know, to be successful with it. So, you know, no excuse makers, it's all about action takers. That's it. And so if you're not, then don't be upset if your business doesn't go where you want it to go, because nobody wants to hear that business sucks. You know what? You didn't do anything different this year than you did last year. It's going to suck. So, you know, it doesn't matter how many podcasts that you've shared with them and how many great things. If you're not going to take action on it, you know, you're just you're not going to be successful, period.
1: Yeah, that's what it's all about. Execution and follow through, follow through, follow through. So that is a great, brilliant piece of advice for the audience. So this is a turnkey system now. It's called restaurantcateringsoftware.com. Go check that out. This is an opportunity to take your business to the next level. And uh, I really appreciate you being with me today, Michael. It was a fascinating podcast. Whenever I come across anything that I see as just a a new opportunity for restaurant owners to really take things, you know, 10 steps beyond where they are today, this is certainly it. So I appreciate your taking the time to, to be on the show today.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Roger.
1: Absolutely. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a review on iTunes and I'll see you next time. Wow, what a great story and a powerful new profit center for your restaurant. Thanks again to Mr. Michael Atias. Now, why not give catering a closer look? Check it out at restaurantcateringsoftware.com. Thanks
0: for listening to To the the Restaurant Restaurant Rockstars Rockstars podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. And while you're there, download a copy of the book, Rock Your Restaurant. It's a game changer. See you next time.